Well, what is up, everybody? What a fucking crazy week, huh? I mean, this is America right now. This is fucking America right now. And we are letting a lot of vocal minority folks really steer this country. It's so weird, man, that the majority of people that I talk to are just in the middle of everything. They like some comedy that's edgy, some that's not. They believe some shit that the Republicans say and some shit the Democrats say. But you know what? Uh, you know the thing about the middle? Middle doesn't inspire anybody. Think about those of us in the middle. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Fairly Normal. And I usually don't get political, but uh, it's silence is complacent, complacency, you know. And so, uh, oh, guys, believe it or not, leading off with a great song. I can give a fuck if you don't like Harry Styles or not. Great song, Sweet Creature. Here's the thing about the middle, guys. And um, we can use anybody you want as an example. Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern, Chelsea Handler, whoever that you like, right? We listen and watch the extremes. Nobody likes a show in the middle. Nobody likes to watch a personality who's somewhere in the middle. It doesn't inspire shit. So as much as us in the middle like to say, why don't we just all get in the middle and some things are good on this side and some things are good on this side because that shit, we don't inspire anybody. Hate and fear inspire maybe even more than love, right? We just got to figure out, those of us in the middle, those of us who use common sense, those of us who believe that, look, Republican isn't a bad word and neither is Democrat and that both sides have some good ideas. Look, if I'm being honest with you, I would consider myself uh, fiscally on the conservative side and socially 100 percent liberal. And um, but you're not allowed to pick and choose from both parties, because if you are on the right and you like some of the shit the left says, they call you a libtard or a cuck or whatever the fuck they... And if you're on the left and you like some of the things the right says, they call you a Nazi or they call you a racist or whatever. It's tough, man. Being in the middle, you can't do that shit. It doesn't inspire anybody to go make a change. But that is exactly what we have to do. I can't believe that we live in America and there were some people defending neo-nazis on social media yeah but obama what yeah but obama it can't no no first of all he's not a president anymore let's deal with what we had nazis the country 
that really was pivotal in defeating the Nazis, of eradicating them or trying to eradicate them from the earth, this country, our, our grandfathers, our fathers who fought in World War II would be fucking disgusted with any of us defending Nazis walking on our soil. Now, unfortunately, I'm also big in the First Amendment. You know, they can, they can say whatever the fuck they want, man. They got a permit? This is America. March. I think one of the worst things that we can do, and people who don't agree with them, is to fall into the trap of violence. You know, they're going to bait you. I, I, they're going to try everything they can to make themselves look like the good guys. Listen, we just can't let that happen. Remember that as two things. It's really twofold. Like most things are, guys. Most things aren't cut and dry. One, remember that this is a small number of people. This is a small number of people. (sighs) From Harry Styles to Neil Diamond, Shiloh. It's a small number of people. This isn't everybody in the United States. The majority, overwhelming majority of people in the United States are are not on the Nazi side. On the other hand, this is not five people. This is not ten people. This is thousands and thousands of people. That's a little scary. And the more you squash them down and make them the victim and don't let them speak and don't let them march, the more they become the victim, it'll be easier for them to recruit. Let them say their stupid shit. Let them say their dumb shit. And by the way, guys, if anybody, neo-Nazi or white nationalist, is listening to this, and I know you're not, just from watching the news and reading a lot of stuff online and looking at pictures, I don't think Jews and blacks are the biggest threat to your people. It clearly is meth and diabetes. Oh, my God. The master race? I fucking hope not. I would hope the master race showered more than twice a week. The master race. Look at you toothless, greasy motherfuckers. You fat, wife beater stained, disgusting fucks. I mean, the master race? Are you? You can't figure out how to brush your teeth, the master race. You have mustard on your shirt, Billy. The master race. Look at these motherfuckers. They can't figure out Redbox. The master race. Are you kidding me right now? This is, listen, if that's the master race, we're all fucked. Not because they're violent, because look at those dumb motherfuckers. Lordy, the master race. Shit. If that's the funniest part. Like, listen, you do you guys live just with funhouse mirrors? You don't look at each other and be like, damn, this is not what I signed up for. I mean, you, the, the fucking garbage pail kids. The master race. Jesus. 
The master race can't pass third grade. That's not a good sign. Fucking master race. Are you kidding me? The master race. The master race just got fired from the fry station at Sonic. That's the master race? I don't think so. So, anyways, let's move past those dumb motherfuckers. And just remember, and I say this all the time, believe it or not, love wins. It's okay to be nice to a stranger. We just got to start being good to each other's. Each other's. Oh, each other's. Love this band. This is the band of heathens. This song is called Enough. Mm. This is, these guys are pretty strong. My buddy Kevin Euclid turned me on to them. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, I'm here in Tacoma, Washington. I just want to say first, show last night at the Comedy Underground, at the Comedy Underground, at the uh, Comedy Club down here was fantastic. Man, the amount of Fairly Normal and Prince and the Wolf fans that came out was just, it warms my heart, man. It really does. More than anything I've ever done before, when people who listen to my podcasts, when they talk to me after the shows, I'm like, wow, that is I don't know why, for me, that means more than anything else. But I really, first, let me just say, I really appreciate it. Um, moved Jacob into his apartment. Listen to these guys. Yeah. Moved Jacob into his apartment this week on Wednesday. And uh, what a heavy day, man. It was heavier than I thought it was going to be. Um, it was heavier than I thought it was going to be. Because, like, because it's the end of, I just say an end of an era. I don't want to make it like a, like a, make it sound bigger than it is. But, you know, I texted my mom after when I was driving home from dropping him off. And I asked her, I said, was it different for you when I left the house? Because I was the last one, right? I was the youngest of four boys. Because that's how I felt, you know. And I and I do feel bad, you know. My when my son graduated high school, when Jacob graduated high school, I it was tough. It was tough for me, and I cried. Not because Jacob is any different than my daughter Caitlin or my son Trevor, but him being the last, him being the youngest. Every time he did something for the last time. It was also my last time to experience that as a parent. And that's why it just increasingly got heavier and heavier and heavier for me. And and him, you know, some of it has to do where you where you, you start to get in touch with your own mortality. When you start to see in your life, oh, this is the last time this has happened. Oh, this will be the last time this happens. Those are, for me, that always makes me check back in with my own mortality, you know. And that's always... It's never an easy thing to really wrestle with, you know. And when I get back to um, the house and I walked into his room, it was it it was a bit emotional for me, man. Um, and not that, 
you know, I'm not excited to be spending the rest of my life with Beth. I clearly am. I feel super lucky. And I feel very lucky to have a relationship with my kids that I do have. Like, I, I know that's rare and amazing. And I love that they call me and ask me for advice. Both Beth and I, they call both of us. And, and I love that, you know, we can joke around and kind of be buddies now that we're a little older and but um i love all that i love this next stage but i i miss the cuddle i miss you know there's nothing better than a kid being so excited to see you four or five years old and just running down the driveway to see you arms open Little Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, listen to the heart. That laugh, that raspy little voice that they have. Shit. I mean, how, you know, when you used, when I used to put them to bed, you know, and you lay down next to them, you fall asleep next to them, and they heat up like little fucking hot water bottles. All these things that I'm never going to experience again. I cried in my hotel room watching the fucking Little League World Series. It's just, you know, it's all happening at once. Where I knew all those things were over before, you know. But now that he is out of the house. And I tried to fool myself, right? And be like, no, but he really wants to be. He wants to be home. He wants... Fuck, I remember how much I wanted to be. When I moved out of the house, how excited I was, how excited we all were. That really, for me, when I was like, oh, no, he, and then I remembered, oh, no, I was so psyched to be out of the house. So it was a interesting week with a lot of checks on my mortality and, and uh, my little buddy. And at the same time, I'm super excited for him and me. And Beth, but I'm super excited for him to see what happens next. I really am. All my kids, I'm super excited. Um, my oldest son re-enlisted, so it's weird for that to be happening now, too. But um, super excited uh, for Jakey and um, and to see where is where to see what he becomes. That's all. To see, I know who he is. He's a good dude. And that heart, he's a strong, he's just a solid, solid young man. Um, I'm curious. So there's that. Uh, and uh, I'm, like I said, I'm here in Tacoma. Um, some, um, an amazing crowd last night. I have to tell you that I was, uh, I'm on a, tonight, late show tonight, I'm going to try some new shit. I'm going to start using FaceTime, I think, not FaceTime, uh, Facebook Live, or maybe Periscope, because um, I'm at a writer's block with my songs, so I'm going to start taking suggestions from you guys and see if I can't improvise a couple tunes that you guys would help me out with. I think maybe that might unlock a couple of things for me, but who the fuck knows? Maybe, maybe not. Oh, guys, I saw two birds fly Head on into each other today. It was the fucking wit considering they were birds. 
Oh, hello, Peter Frampton Live. Peter Frampton Live, one of the best live albums of all time. It's called It's a Plain Shame. Um, two birds ran into each other, man. Like, the weirdest game of chicken you've ever seen in your life. Ran into each other? They didn't see each other? It is the craziest thing to me. The other day, I saw a, 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 a squirrel running along the fence at our house. And a bird swooped down and just click, clipped him on the top and knocked him on the fucking fence, which I loved because as creepy as I think birds are, fuck squirrels. Straight up fuck squirrels. Squirrels are just a different form of rat. I'm not sure why people like them. They're aggressive. They're creepy. They'll fucking run circles around your face. No, I don't, want, I don't like squirrels at all. I've told you guys before, there's a squirrel before we cut this tree down. That used to sit in the tree and throw shit at us. And before you got all up in arms about why we cut a tree down, it was an almond tree uh, in my front yard. And they take something like four times the amount of water to uh, to keep alive. And so in California, because we have that drought, I couldn't do it. But yeah, an almond tree. But that dude, that little motherfucker used to throw shit at me when I was walking in my car. Yeah, I would see him up just tossing shit at me. Mm-mm. Don't like squirrels. Not a squirrel fan at all and i think they're aggressive i think they're aggressive i told you about those hawks we had around my house truly have not seen any squirrels since those three hawks were hanging around my house they 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 uh they're no joke those hawks you want to see something vicious you want to see vicious nature we did this when i was on fighter and the kid you want to see some vicious shit google hawk attacks god those things are no joke, guys. A hawk, a hawk will fuck you up. And as my friend Joe Diaz would say, you got a memory like a hawk. Yeah, not memory like a hawk. <laughs> my favorite's one of my favorite Joey stories. You got a memory like a hawk. It's not memory, dude. And he was like, no, it's memory. Josh Wolf, a hawk leaves its tree every morning and flies around the forest around a bunch of trees that look exactly the same, and it always finds its way back to the same tree, that's a pretty good fucking memory. And I was like, yeah, I, mean, I can't argue with that. That's actually pretty solid. It's pretty solid reasoning. Um, I am excited to be back up here in the uh, Pacific Northwest where I started doing stand-up, really started. Uh, if you guys wonder why I started doing stand-up up here, you know, I was in college in San Antonio, I had done comedy maybe three or four times, twice, two or three times when I was growing up, like around 15 or 16 years old, and then once, twice in San Antonio, Texas, once at a place called Huey's, a bar down on St. Mary Street, and then once opening for Sam Kinison, which was bizarre. I've told that story a million times. Um, I started doing stand-up here. If you if you're if I'm being honest, the reason I moved up here to do stand up was because well I was like, well, why am I gonna go to New York and LA and compete with the very best for stage time? Why don't I go somewhere where there isn't as much competition, but I can get on stage as much, if not more? It came up here and what a great time to be up here. But I started with Joey Diaz, a guy named Brody Stevens, um, a guy named Mark Madison. Uh, Tana Manu, Tana, who I think was the funniest out of all of us. He just, uh. What? 
Outcast. Um, and we used to uh, perform at a place called the Comedy Underground. Man, I saw Brody one night bring a homeless clown on stage at the uh, <laughs> at the open mic, and we were having a good time. He was having a good time, and and then all of a sudden the homeless clown went a little dark and started talking about how he was going to kill everybody in the basement. <laughs> Oh, my God. And guess what? What we learned that night is homeless clowns, they don't pay attention to the light. Yeah. Homeless clowns don't mind running the light at the comedy club. Duly noted when you bring somebody like that on stage. Brody ended up walking off stage. Brody used to do this local access show here in Seattle uh, with Tana. And Tana was Samoan. And, and they used to they used to have this banner in the back that said Jews and Samoans rule the world they were doing shit that was 20 years ahead of their time 20 years and they used to have this uh, transsexual woman on there named Rita O I don't know if Rita O had gone through with the operation yet but I remember one night we, she was on stage she used to do stand up she was this tiny little woman with a giant head and she was living with this enormous dude who had just gotten out of jail but was a cook at the Comedy Underground living with. I don't know. I don't know what was happening. I don't, and like I said, I don't know if Rita had a vagina or a dick. But I know they used to do some shit straight out of prison. Rita O and the big dude in the kitchen. And um, But I was... Uh, so Rita was on stage one night at the Comedy Underground. And I was sitting, I was at her table, and she had ordered some nachos. And uh, this is so funny. She goes, uh, she had this voice like this, and she would talk like this, and she would do her jokes like this. And so she's doing her jokes, and she's doing her jokes like this. And she sees me eating her nachos, and she goes, hey, don't eat my nachos. Hey, don't eat my nachos. And I, I didn't hear her or didn't care, I don't know, because she was on stage, so I was going to eat as much as I could because I was poor. And she goes, hey, don't eat my nachos. Hey, don't eat my nachos. And out of nowhere, she just goes, hey. And <laughs> scared. It was the deepest voice I had ever heard in my life. Scared the shit out of me. Oh, my God. Boy, that old Comedy Underground was my favorite club of all time. It had kind of the feel that um, Zanies has in Chicago, the downtown Zanies, which I love. It's tiny, it's hot, it's like a bus stop. You know what I mean? It's it's like for real, and I like that shit. I really do. Like for me, I like sweaty on top of each other. Yeah, I did a show with fifty three thousand people with Larry the Cable Guy, who's one of the nicest people in the world, by the way. Bums me out when people bag on him, but. Um, nice, generous, good dude. But, um, so I've done anything from five people to 53,000 people. I like a tiny little comedy room. I like it a lot. Just that feel of just the energy and the people right on top of you. And I like that. And I know a lot of you are going to be like, good thing you like small rooms because that's all you'll ever play. Beat you to the joke, motherfucker. But that Comedy Underground, we saw some shit. From a tree. The Beatles. Up and they call it, hey, to be 
The Beatles, the Beatles, the Beatles, the Beatles. Yeah, that Comedy Underground, I don't know what I was saying. That Sometimes that happens to me. Oh, we saw some shit in there, man. We saw some shit in there. That basement was after hours, because it was a huge, it was called Swanee's, it was on t- up top, and the bottom was the Comedy Underground. And it used to be a huge baseball hangout for the baseball players, because Swanee was a former minor league catcher for the Orioles. And um, this was back when the baseball players went out after every game. Why did they go out after every game? Because cell phones had not ruined people's fucking fun. And they are grown people who would go out. Pitchers especially would go out if they weren't pitching that series. But cell phones have ruined fun. But this bar, I remember when Andy Hawkins, who used to pitch for the Mariners, used to come in there and he would bartend on off nights. It was kind of fun. But they were all in there. But after hours, that basement, after the Comedy Underground closed, I'm not going to mention which Yankees, but I remember sitting in that basement and doing ecstasy with some of those guys who were playing the next day. Ooh! Just get fucked up in that basement till like 4 or 5 in the morning. And there was a waitress that used to work at the Comedy Underground. And I... So, Man, I was didn't stay late. Oh, oh I had a 19 dates. Everybody's trying to be my baby. There was she really introduced me to Coke. She was older. I mean, especially at the time. What was I? 24. So, and she had to be late 30s early 40s maybe at the time but she introduced me to coke she had the best body but it was just different i you know as the first older that's not true in college i dated this well date isn't the right word little big town driving around from the latest album but i remember i dated this girl in college this hispanic girl (laughs) <laughs> she was so weird because, okay, so she, my buddy was dating her little sister who was 22 probably. And I and he was like, will you go out with her? And I was 20 at the time, maybe 21. She was 32, which was, and it, when I was in college, 30 seemed dead. Like she's dead, right? She was gorgeous and Hispanic and, and fiery. But, you know, her thing when we were having sex was to be like, what are you doing? No, don't do that. What are you doing? And I'd stop. And she's like, don't stop. I'm like, well, you just said what are you doing. Don't stop. Or you just said what are you doing. Stop. She's like, no, I like to say that. I'm like, yeah, but I don't really like it when you say that <laughs> because it makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong. She was like, no, just go through it. I'm like, ah. so anytime we had sex, like I couldn't, I could never get past the, no, what are you doing? Don't do that. Nobody's ever done that. I'm like, I, we're just doing regular shit. Like, why do you have to say that to me? You're really... Little Josh is having a hard time. I just had a hard time. I know it was her favorite game, but it was like my least favorite to pretend like I was doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. Mm -mm, I didn't know her well enough. So this woman, what was her name? I don't even want to say her name because I just remembered it because I don't want it ever to get back to her. By the way, if you are listening and you know who you are, you were one of the best times of my life. You were so much fun. And she was just cool, man. I, it was when I started to really appreciate hanging out with people who are older than me. I'm like, oh, she's smarter than me. 
She's lived. She doesn't isn't into the stupid fucking games or any of that shit. She just wanted, you know, she knew what she wanted and there was no fucking around and this is what we're doing. And you don't like that, then go find something else to do. I loved it. But I remember the first time I had never like done the cocaine and the sex thing. That I was not a huge fan of, but I, at the time, was really trying to like cocaine. I went through a period of, I don't like it, and I never really liked it, but I went through a period of my life where I really tried to like it. You guys, because first of all, I'm no quitter. You know what I mean? But I really tried to like it, because I looked around, I looked in movies, I'm like, well, they look like they're having a good time. Fuck, they look like they're having, and then I watch people I know doing it, I'm like, well, they look like they're having a blast. What am I missing? Maybe I'm not doing it right. Maybe I need to do more. Maybe I need to do less. Maybe I need to do both nostrils. Maybe I need to do shorter lines. Maybe I need to do longer lines. You know what I mean? I just tried. And um, I didn't like cocaine sex because it was sweaty um, and generally too long. I'm not one of those dudes who be like, we fucked for an hour. That sounds terrible. An hour? God, that's longer than I'm at the gym. An hour? I don't think so. What's happening in that hour that you can't get done? You're doing something wrong. An hour, you're doing something wrong. That's you're doing something wrong. That's like when my buddy's like, I ate her out for like 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Whew, yeah. Who doesn't like a little Mike Snow? Cult logic, Mike Snow. Yeah. My buddy like went down on her for 45 minutes. 45 minutes. 45 minutes? Did you lose something? Were you looking for something? 45 minutes? What are you... Are you... Are you... What are you doing? What did you... Did you admit... Did you fall asleep? Did you... Is the... Did you bring a book? Uh, what's happening down there? 45 minutes? I don't even understand what's happening. Although I will tell you... The first girl that I ever went down on fell asleep. It was pretty embarrassing. Really super embarrassing. I thought I was doing, maybe I just didn't know exactly what was happening. I clearly didn't, but she, she when I went back up, she had fallen asleep. Now, she had had a couple drinks, which is what I like to tell myself. But when somebody falls asleep on you going down on them, I mean, confidence isn't the word that I would use that it fills you up with. I wouldn't say I was like, yay, that was, that made me feel good about myself. No, not really. Um, oh, here we are, guys, at 30 minutes. You know me, I'm trying to keep these short. 30 minutes. You want them longer, let me know. You know my at Josh Wolf comedy. I think 30 minutes feels right. The goal from here on out is one solo cast and one interview a week. I think the interviews are better podcasts, if I'm being honest. And I like these more. I like these one. I, I like doing these ones more because they're cathartic, and I I find jokes, and I just like free flow. And but I think the interviews are better podcasts. So the goal is to do one of each. One of these a half an hour, and then however long the interview goes. Um, and that's it, guys. Come on. At Josh Wolf Comedy, Prince and the Wolf, fairly normal, comedianjoshwolf.com for tour dates. Um, and by the way, 
I'm not getting paid for saying this on this podcast, but I'm wearing my Mack Weldon underwear right now. If you're not wearing Mack Weldons, Mack Weldons, guys, listen, you're only supposed to know this if you're listening to Prince and the Wolf. But if you listen to this too, don't let them know. If you go to Mack Weldon, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com and put in the wolf, all caps, no space in the promo code, you get 20% off. Guys, the single most uncomfortable underwear I've ever worn in my life. It's This isn't cheap. This isn't a pack. You're getting 20 for $5. This isn't cheap. But And I never understood why people paid money for underwear and socks before I put these on. You know I'm not selling you shit that I don't like. You know I'm not selling you shit that I don't use. Not only is it the most comfortable underwear in the world, Beth thinks my package has never looked better. No joke. She says that every time I put them on. She's like, your package looks great in those. The word she used was prominent. Prominent. Don't you want to be prominent? You won't be prominent. MacWeldon.com. M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Put in the WOLF, all caps, in the promo code. You get 20% off. They're not even paying me to do that here on this podcast. That's how much I like them. The other brand that doesn't pay me, I'm going to tell you about right now because it's changed my life and changed my back and my knees. If you're not working out in Pumas, you're doing something wrong. We're going to get out of here on Schoolboy Q. Song's called Gravy. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Come see me on the road. In September, I will be in Phoenix. Uh, The first weekend. The third weekend, which is like the 15th around there, I'll be in Portland. The last weekend in September, I'll be in Chicago at Zany's. Get some. ComedianJoshWolf.com for tour dates and tickets. At Josh Wolf Comedy, Prince and the Wolf, fairly normal. Love you guys. Later.